first topic and guest of the week. We're talking to business coach and Arctic and Antarctic adventure guide, Heather Thorkelson. And I'm super delighted that Heather joins us in the studio uh, this afternoon to also tell us about her new book. Heather, welcome to the program and thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me, Noreen. It's my pleasure. We are also on uh, Facebook Live also, so you can uh, meet and uh, comment on the Facebook page and meet Heather there. Noreen uh, uh, Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Forgotten my name there for a second. So, Heather, first of all, before we talk about the role of a business coach, how did you end up being a business coach? Because I was on your website and you are so many things. How did you wind up being a business coach? That's a really good question. I started out actually as a life coach. So when I left the corporate world in 2010, I didn't know what my future work would look like. I knew I wanted to be self-employed. I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know exactly how to do that. I literally was flying blind and I had a weird mishmash of skills that led up to where I was. And I thought, okay, well, a good start would be to get a life coaching certification because then at least I have better people skills. So I started doing that. I got my life coach certification and my first sort of mini business was life coaching. And in the process of doing that, most of my clients were remote. I was doing it via Skype based in Toronto at the time. And about a year after I moved to Peru and a bunch of people were like, how on earth can you move to Peru when you're a life coach? Like, wow. How are you going to find clients? You know, like I speak Spanish, but not that good. And I said, oh, guys, it's the Internet, of course. Like, that's how I'm building my business. My clients are English speakers and it's location independent. You can do it remotely. And people were like, what? Teach me. How do you do that? You know, and so I started sort of on the side doing some coaching around that and building businesses. And that really quickly snowballed into full-time business coaching because I actually realized that that's what I loved. I The life coaching became a stepping stone into that bigger piece. So essentially, as I was building my business, I was helping the people that were a few steps behind me and building my skill set and kind of like bringing them along. And by 2012, which was pretty quick, actually, I'd started running entrepreneurial retreats internationally. So I was bringing flying people into Iceland, flying people into Peru and doing like live workshops and stuff and helping people build their businesses. And multiple years later, here I am. And it's, I'm continued to kind of level up in the process. And now you're based in Sweden. Yeah. That's amazing. So tell us, what is the role of business coach exactly? I mean, what do you do for your clients? Yeah. So for people who aren't familiar with business coaching, I kind of think of it as similar to coaching coaching. Like if you're an athlete, you need to up your game. You need to get better. You need to get more strategic. You need to build kind of micro skills, even if you if you know how to play soccer, great, but how do you become the best soccer player, right? So a business coach isn't dissimilar to that. We're someone who comes in with a unique lens, who can see the things that you can't see, because you know, when you're in your own world, you can't see the forest for the trees, right? So a business coach comes in and sees the opportunities that you're not seeing, can make suggestions for how to streamline things, how to be more strategic, that kind of thing. And so the people that I partner with are people who are just you know, very similar to me in their ethos and their values. And I'm able to be almost like a second brain for them, a second strategic business brain and help them grow. Yeah. So who are these people then? Who are these people who sometimes need help with business coaching? Yeah. Well, I have a wide variety of people that I work with. It's really, I, I feel very fortunate actually. I work with men and women. Um, I work with people all over the world. I work with everyone from like a therapist here in Hong Kong. I have clients who are 
um, you know, location independent community builders. I have people who are accountants. I have people who are, you know, a lot of people with traditional skill sets, let's say, like therapist, accountant, whatever, but they're not working in a traditional work environment. They're building, they're self-employed and they're building their own business around that skill set. So usually quite small businesses who are looking to expand. Some, yes. And then there are other people who are, you know, have quite, I, I would say the majority of my clients right now actually have quite good thriving businesses in an interesting niche, but they're looking to level up. So they've gotten to a cer certain point where they've traded their dollars for hours for a while. And now they're like, I need to get, I need to grow. I want to increase my revenue. I want to find out how to make a bigger impact rather than just trucking along at good enough. Mm -hmm. And so I take those people and we look at, okay, well, how can we do this? How can we scale your business without making you completely overwhelmed with work you know how do we delegate how do we how do we build the systems how do we hire the right people that kind of thing and so whereas in the beginning i used to be a bit more helping people get started now i tend to be more working with people who are at that leveling Growth. up phase okay yeah. does it matter if you're not so familiar with the business type or, or don't really know so much about the business itself it doesn't matter at all i mean because at the end of the day it's it i'm working with humans right business strategy is business strategy there are certain areas where I don't have a lot of expertise, but I can usually get to the root of the problem just by speaking to the person who has the, the problem. And I can get them to explain to me the ecosystem that they work in. And, and it's kind of a good thing, actually, if I don't, if I'm not super familiar with their area of, of business, because I can see things that they can't see. Because we, you know, we have these blinders on, <laughs> even in things like relationships, you have these blinders on and someone comes in and goes, oh, but there's the problem. And they can see it right away, you know? And so being impartial or being someone who doesn't have the expertise of that industry is often to my advantage. I was going to say, do you often meet people uh, bosses who are the problem themselves you know a lot of the, yeah, because a lot of the times businesses are, you know partly to do with the clientele but also the, the personality and the management style also determines the fate of a business yes absolutely and you know especially especially in the world that i work in in entrepreneurship some people just aren't cut out to be entrepreneurs or they're cut out to be self-employed when it's just themselves. They're not cut out to be people who scale and have other people working with them. And that's not to say that you can't learn. Of course you can. You, If you want to do that and if you're the right personality to do, to do that, you have to learn it. You have to build your entrepreneurial skill set in order to create the capacity to grow the entire business, right? And to get it away from just being you. But not everyone is cut out for that. And I would say most people aren't cut out for that. So when I meet people who, you know, it's not that they don't have the skills it's that I know that that's actually not what they want for themselves they just want the freedom of working for themselves yeah then how, I'm like how do you go about giving them feedback because it's kind of a difficult thing because it can be a bit personal yeah you know it's like you may be the problem that your business isn't thriving but <laughs> yeah. it, you can't quite say it like that so how do you get people to realize that perhaps that they need working uh, that they need yeah. work done um and and maybe if they upgraded or added value to themselves how, yeah how do you go how do you do it how do you do it's it kind of it's difficult. a great question so i always take it away from the actual person i because it's because they've come to you in the they've first come place to me and so I, I don't help. want to insinuate that someone has a problem that they're because it's not that it's not that the person is a problem it's that there's a disconnect between who they are and what they want and so we just had this conversation the other day when i did a workshop here um someone said that she wanted a lot of time freedom to be with her kids and i said running your own company 
is not going to give you time, time freedom. freedom. It's going to give you flexibility. Yes. So do you want flexibility and agency over your work or do you want time freedom? That's an interesting concept because it's easily confused. You think, right? It frees up my time. I'm I'm no longer chained to the desk, so to speak. Oh, yes, you are. But you, <laughs> but you are in a way. You're chained to your phone or responding because it's your baby. Yeah. It's your business. You are even more like stuck in invested. it, invested in everything than you would be if you were working for someone else where you can like turn it off and go home at the end of the day, right? So yeah, it's a, it's it's less, I don't have to say something specifically to someone like you're not cut out for this. I more talk about the expectations and like, what is it that you truly want? What is it that you're seeking? And also, how do you define success? Because some people see success as having the flexibility and the agency and replacing their corporate income. Other people define success as I have 80% of my time free and I'm making bazillions of dollars, right? Not so realistic, but you know. <laughs> I but, know, what business is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's really those, and then that helps make people go, hmm, oh, it's not what I was thinking, you know? And so they kind of come to their own conclusions and yeah. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so uh, how, do, uh, how do you then um, make people understand that actually, um, n- that not them themselves are the problem, but the expectations, how do you manage their expectations or help them manage their own expectations? Yeah, well, luckily I don't really have to because at the point where people actually are working with me, like when it's a paid business coaching relationship, someone like that would never have gotten through the initial door. So I do have sort of a gateway, like I have this one way that people can work with me. Yeah, and I'm like, you have to start with this. It's called the mini mastermind. Sorry, it's the mastermind sessions, not mini mastermind. Mastermind session, and you basically spend a day with me. And we look at all of your ideas, we look at your current business if you have it, and we go through all that. And so if I get the feeling like this person really gets it, they know they're they're like oriented in the right way, they're ready to dig in, they're ready to build themselves as an entrepreneur, they know how hard it's going to be, and also how rewarding it's going to be, and they're totally in for that, then I'm like, cool, now we can work together. Then I offer a retainer package afterwards. But if I do that with them, and I'm like, the chemistry is not there. The chemistry is not there. The expectations are off. I don't offer them retainer. I just, they have something to work with. They have some, you know, a place to go, like in terms of just next steps, but it's not going to be with me. And that's cool because there's lots of people that they can hire instead of me. (laughs) I mean, what are some of the common questions that, you know, small business or businesses come to you with? Is it about growth? Is it about making more money or is it, you know, improving customer service? I mean, what are some of the common questions that you often get asked? Yeah, I would say that it's primarily growth and increasing income. Um, and that ultimately what that means is more people, more purchasers, right? More people buying whatever it is that you do, whether it's a service, whether it's a product, whether it's membership to a community. Um, the biggest pain point I think most entrepreneurs have is how do I find more clients or buyers? You know, how do I reach my people? How do I get in front of the right people? And that's, it's, it's the most difficult part because it's so not an exact science. You know, there's multiple different things that go into that. There's and it no takes formula. There's or... no formula. And if someone's telling you on the internet that there's a formula, it's a lie. There's no formula. You know, you, you re- it's really nuanced. It takes a lot of like deep listening to the people that you already have in your sphere. And that's why I work on retainer with people because we have to go deep into this stuff and like really look at over time, what's working, what's not, what's the feedback, who are we trying to speak to? What's the language that appeals to them? What are their deepest needs? Because as a service provider, your only job is to provide that need, right? And it's very easy to go, I have an idea, I'm just gonna create it. 
is that actually meeting the need of the end user? You know, so yeah, so it's most it's mostly that because at the end of the day, we go into business to be able to be financially comfortable. Ultimately, right? We want freedom. We want agency. We want some more free time. All that kind of stuff. But we also don't want to be poor. We're not running around trying to be starving artists. We're trying to build businesses that can give us the long-term freedom and the sense of accomplishment, and actually have the capability to do something that matters. Yeah. Right. How important is it? Sort of. Uh, it comes down to taking risks, also, because you know you sort of need to uh, go big or go home. Sometimes we hear that sort of saying. Um, is is it fair to say that if you take risks, you get a, a bigger reward, or are you seeing people, or are you sort of seeing people who want to tread, you know, carefully and want to, more profits? I mean, how how does yeah. how does it work? Yeah, I think the nature of the majority of the businesses that I work with, it's not so much a sort of go big or go home thing. Um, the greater the risk, the greater the reward. I think isn't as valid in in the sort of more digital, more online, modern type of businesses that we have. In some cases, that might not be the case. Like I have a polar expedition company, which is my second business, and you do have to take much bigger risks there. And in order to get the reward, you have to take the bigger risk. So it kind of depends on depends the business on the model. Business, yeah. But the majority of the people that I work with, there's actually very low risk. We have now, when you think about it in terms of history with the internet, there's never been a lower risk time to try to start your own initiative. Because in the past, like I grew up in the 80s, you know, my parents always said, don't ever be an entrepreneur, you're just throwing money away. Like, you know, you spend $50,000 to get up and running and everyone's gone bust within three to five years. Like it was considered what like the fringe people do, you know, and now like it, you can put up a website for free. Yeah. You, there's so many things you can do for free. The, the the barrier to entry is so low and you don't need to make huge risks to actually get a good business running. You have to be strategic. You have to put in the hard work. You have to be willing to go outside of your comfort zone. But those things in my mind aren't real risk. That's low level risk. Absolutely. I mean, people can even set up online shops. You know, you totally. don't even need a physical shop to sell your jewelry or scarves or, or whatnot. Well, Heather, you mentioned an excellent point. You also have a second business also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, traveling to the Arctic and Antarctica as well. That's amazing. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that adventure side of you yeah yeah so we have a polar expedition company I I started my company as I said the business coaching or life coaching that became business coaching in 2011 and about the 18 month mark which is typically when people start to go oh this is so hard <laughs> I was feeling that feeling and a random old acquaintance of mine said hey do you want to go to Antarctica for a month <laughs> And because I worked for myself, I can give myself time off. And I was like, I would love that. And he offered me this position, um, just like a short term contract position to basically get the customer service element of this ship, this new company up and running. And I love customer service. I am like a customer service nutcase. And so I was like, sign me up. You're going to pay me to go to Antarctica. Sounds great. And I had already been there once. So I knew how magical it was. So I was living in Peru. You know, I pack up all my winter gear, go to Antarctica. And that turned into me meeting my husband, who I fell in love with, obviously. And then uh, he's Swedish, which is why I live in Sweden now. And by that was 2013. By 2015, me being the obsessive business person that I am, I was like, why don't you guys have a... He has a I forgot to mention this part. He has a twin brother. A twin brother. So you can imagine two big Swedish guys. They're both polar expedition leaders. And all I could think of is this is genius branding. Like, I don't even need to. You're a walking, living Advertising. brand. Advertising. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, why don't we have a company? It's ridiculous. This is so good. So in 2015, we opened up this company called Twin Tracks Expeditions, which is a polar expedition company. And they're the sort of outward facing networking sales guys. They're the, they're the, they're the important bits. And I'm the, in the background. I'm like the squirrel in the background doing all the businessy stuff and doing the contracts and getting the ships and stuff like that. So that's how that came about, which is really What's weird. What's it like managing two completely different <laughs> businesses? It's amazing, actually. It's a lot of work, obviously. Um, but I do have help. I have brought in strategically some people to give me some support. But it's amazing because I live in two completely different business worlds. You know, I've got my business coaching where I don't have a single client that lives anywhere near me geographically. My clients are super international. So I've got all these clients over here that How have these time zones that you operate. Oh, it's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. I have to have this like time zone calendar built into my scheduling and everything. So yeah, I've got clients all over the world and they all have completely different businesses. Like they could not be more different. And then... I have my polar expedition company where I'm like putting down, you know, 40,000 euros as a deposit to hire a ship and I'm dealing with insurance and I'm hiring guides and I'm managing permits and we're like doing marketing like it's but that's actually like a physical, you know, it's it's managed virtually, but we it, the result is a physical experience in in the polar regions. It's like yeah. in a kind of a dangerous place, you know, or can be dangerous. There's polar bears, we have to carry guns, you know, like all these kinds of things. So to have both of those worlds is actually really fantastic because I think it makes me a much better business coach. Yeah. And, you know, this reminds me of a, a lot of authors that I interview. Sometimes they work on two books simultaneously so yeah. that if they get writer's block for one book, they can sort of start writing the other book, which actually brings me to my other point. You're also an author <laughs> and you're, you're going to launch a brand new book, which is yeah. called no plan B. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that book and when are you going to launch it? Yes. So the current launch date is going to be early 2020. It's still a bit of a ways away, um, but I'm. it's mostly written. And No Plan B came out of the idea, for me anyways, that when I left the corporate world, I knew that I did not want to be employed anymore. Like I was done. I was 32 and I was like, this just doesn't, I can't play in a sandbox this small. I need more leeway. I need more agency. I need to be able to bring more ideas to life. I don't want anyone telling me no. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to go. I want to bring things to life. And so for me, that was plan A. Plan A is this way. It's self-determination. Like this is the only thing. There's no plan B, meaning I'm not going to default to a job if this doesn't work out. This has to work out. What this is, I don't know. But my biggest job, and I would say this about any entrepreneur, my biggest job is to find the answers that I need at every step. Every day I wake up and I find more of the answers that I need. And that's how you build a successful thing that you own. And so when I started, you know, I've had this idea for a book for so many years, but it just started to crystallize the more and more I thought about the fact that, yeah, there's never been a plan B. It's no plan B. It's this is the way I go. So then the book now has become something that's a crystallization of the last eight and a half years of the work and the businesses that I've built. And it's not a how to build a business book. It's a how to be an entrepreneur book. So it's all about the things that we need to foster in ourselves, the things we need to let go of, the like skill set that are absolutely critical to being a successful entrepreneur and identifying like, you know, your gray areas and also looking at what your weaknesses or what your perceived weaknesses are right now and turning those into strengths so that you can do anything you want to do. You've kind of gone full circle to go back to the life coaching and looking back um, at personality types and yeah. what it takes to 
to to improve and upgrade yourself yep. to be a better manager if you employ multiple people in in your business. Exactly. Also, Heather, it's such a pleasure to meet you and to chat with you this afternoon. Remind our listeners uh, once again: Have you got a website or a Facebook page where we can find out more and and follow your work? Also, yes, absolutely. So you can find me on heatherthorkelson.com. You can look me up on Facebook under Heather Thorkelson. You can look me up on Instagram under Heather Thorkelson. And if you want to learn more about going to the polar regions, you can find us at TwinTracksExpeditions.com. Pleasure to meet you this afternoon, Heather. Uh, best of luck, and I hope to see you in Hong Kong sometime soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon. <laughs> Thank you.